0: Um, let me look at the gospel here. Uh, it is, obviously, you know this because you were standing throughout the whole thing. Uh, long gospel, but so beautiful. L- let me pull out one piece of it. This Lent, we've, we've been wanting to hold up before you the gift of hope that the Lord wants us to have, especially during these days of Lent. It is a very hopeful season because it's all aimed at the victory of the Lord over sin his victory over death and when when we stand before the empty tomb there the 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 heart of every christian should just be bursting with hope because we stand before the empty tomb and we say lord there's nothing beyond your power there's nothing that we can face that's beyond the power of your love even death itself cannot stand before you victorious. You, Lord, and your love is victorious. So this is a profound time of hope. So with that still, that, that theme before us, in this gospel tonight, that there's something so beautiful here, um, I, I think when we preach a message of hope, certainly there, there are gonna be certain people, maybe many of us in some ways, who say, well, that message is good for other people but if you really knew what was going on in my life, if you really knew the ways that I've messed up, the ways I've fallen, the ways I've squandered God's grace, you would know that that message of hope is not for me. And for every one of us that might be tempted to say that same thing, this gospel is so beautiful. The Samaritan woman And her conversion here is such a a profound and powerful proclamation from the heart of the Lord. No one is beyond my hope, the gift of hope that I wanna offer to you. No one is beyond the promise that, that that I'm making. You probably have heard this many times before when this gospel has come up during Lent. The Samaritan woman goes out at noon in the heat of the day to draw water. And of course everyone always wants to know why would you do it then? Nobody did it then. You always went in the early part of the morning before the heat of the day. And every commentator going you know back centuries has always said, well, we're pretty sure the reason that this woman went out to the well at noon was because she just deliberately avoiding having contact with anybody else. Because everyone in the town knew her. They all knew that she had had five husbands and was with a man now, another one that wasn't her husband. They, they knew her life, and she wasn't going to mix with them. So she deliberately just withdraws from them uh, to whatever extent that she can. So here's a woman who, who just, she knows her life and she's avoiding other people. Now, for the Lord, This is not an accident. He could have and and normally would have gone around Samaria because of the hatred between Jews and Samaritans, but he knows exactly what he's doing, and he parks himself at that well because he knows she's coming. He knows that she's going to be there. And so he puts himself right there where she is, and so he takes the initiative He goes out of his way to make sure that he's there in a situation that that utterly surprises his disciples and anyone else that would have seen it. He takes the initiative by going there and then takes the initiative again by asking her, give me a drink. And he just opens up this encounter with her. And she, as she responds back to him initially, we, we hear her, her resistance. How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan and a woman, for a drink? And underneath of that, perhaps we can, we can without stretching it too much, even hear her saying, if you really knew who it is, like if, it's not just that I'm a Samaritan and a woman, if you really knew who you're talking to, you would have never asked me. But Jesus presses in. Well, if you knew the gift of God and who you were talking to, like, you think I don't know you. I do. And that's why I'm here. But if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for a drink. And she pushes back. Sir, you do not even have a bucket. And the cistern is deep. Where can you get this living water? And he just, he, he, he just persists. He, he won't let go here. And she resists, but he just keeps going. And then he catches something deep in her heart that he started to kind of draw out. The water that I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And now he's he's pressed in enough that he said something that's touched down deeper in her heart. Because now something's been sparked. Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. And Jesus, he just keeps pressing in deeper. Go, call your husband and come back. I don't have a husband. You're right, you've had five and the one that you're with now is not your husband. He just keeps pursuing. But now you might think at this point, like this would seal the deal for her. I, I, I knew I should have just walked away earlier. Like all of the mess of my life is just now out here. And this is the point at which he will certainly say, you are not worthy of this, just go. But that doesn't happen. As the conversation goes on, he, he, he lets her know, you might think that you're beyond hope, <laughs> but, but the Father's doing something new here. Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when everything that you know about Jews and Samaritans, everything that you, think, that, you, that you know about the way this is supposed to work, about where you worship and who lays claim to God and all that, believe me, the hour is coming when all of that is gonna, be, is gonna be done away with. When it won't matter what mountain you worship on. Something new is happening. The hour is coming And is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And he just lets her know you're exactly the kind, the one that the Father wants. Someone who's not afraid to have their heart opened up and laid bare with all the mess of their life right there before him. You are the one that the Father is looking for to worship in spirit. And in truth. So, whatever you think should keep you from Him, whatever mess that you've had, the Lord is doing something new. He can clean it up, He can heal it, He can make it whole. And then the crescendo here, where with all of this going on, she a little bit more gets drawn out from her heart. I know that the Messiah is coming. So she had faith. Something was deep down there. I know the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. And when he comes, he will tell us everything. And Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. She, you know, runs into town, shares the news with everyone. This is so beautiful. No one is beyond hope. There's not a mess in our life that the Lord cannot clean up. There's not a wound that he can't heal. And yes, sometimes it takes time, and it doesn't always just happen in an instant, but no one is beyond hope. So so I I want to give that message to you in, in your own personal life, that whatever situation maybe you've struggled with that you think is beyond the reach of God's grace and power, let him into it, because you're not beyond him that way. And then just in general, with the craziness of all that we're going through right now in the world, that too is just a situation that is not beyond hope. So as we, we celebrate this this last Mass here for now at St. John's publicly, let, let's let pray that the Lord will pour into all of our hearts, each of our hearts, just the, the most incredible supernatural confidence in the working of his grace to believe that that with the samaritan woman none of us and no situation is beyond hope and the power of god's grace